Game of Thrones, Hello everyone, and welcome back to your favorite Game of Thrones podcast, the number one that exists in the world, the only one, as far as I'm concerned. I'm pretty sure no one's ever had a podcast about Game of Thrones Yeah, we really cornered the market. I'm just learning what a podcast is today, actually. What What did you think this was? I don't know, I just thought we were chatting. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Eddie's been putting these recordings online. Oh, fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, people like listening to it, apparently. Neato. Weird. Enough that, they, enough that they'll just kind of show up on the show sometime. <laughs> yeah, strange. Uh, as, Who the fuck as, is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I don't know how this happened, but we're all here right now, so let's let's introduce ourselves. This is supposed I'm, to be a uh, secure line. I'm uh, Eddie Colazzo, America's Sweetheart, a.k.a. Young Babar, and with me, as always... I am your middlest brother, Brooks Oglesby. Middlest brother, Brooks Oglesby. And uh, our youngest brother joins us today. My name is Matt. I'm Canadian. Ugh. That's all there is to, to know about me. Yucky. I'm probably the best Canadian. Uh, we can't... Well, we can't deny that. Like, we don't have any... I do... I know I know a few worse Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You you know plenty of worse Canadians. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, anti-vaxxer era Jim Carrey. Oh, God. oh, oh. fucking... Tell me about it, brother. This, but then you know better Canadians like 1990s era Jim Carrey. It's so heartbreaking to see yeah. what he's become. I liked when he was literally talking out of his ass instead of figuratively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, the next thing that has to happen to destroy my life is like Colin Mockery says he's racist or something. No! <laughs> no, he's he's too pure. He is. Like, I, like I've, I've watched newer episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyway and become, like, tired of Ryan Stiles. Mm-hmm. But not of Colin Mockery. Colin still got it. Pure. He who tires of Colin Mockery tires of life. That's like the only thing that I still like about Story War all these years later is that I have a custom Colin Mockery card. Oh <laughs> yeah. From backing it at the bonus level. <laughs> uh, if you couldn't tell, this is a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> and uh, we all watched, we're still in season one, we just watched episode five, which was called The Wolf and the Lion. And uh, what did what did we all think of this of this episode? Well, I came into it not having rewatched episodes one to four. Uh-huh. So for oh. me, most of what I was thinking the whole time is how small all the Starks are. Mm-hmm. So how how small and or alive they all are. Very to yeah. bulk. Very much so. Uh, and I... yeah, it's the the start of the start of the fall of Loras Tyrell, as in the first episode that Loras Tyrell appears. Has in. yeah, I read that he tried out for the role of Jon Snow. Yikes! Which would have been I... <laughs> really weird. Oh, no, that's that just doesn't work. I know. I mean, I guess if someone Photoshop him with black hair and see how it looks, but I, I would still be like, "That's no, it's the other guy. It's the guy who plays Loras now in this alternate reality Game of Thrones." This alternate reality where the guy playing Loras doesn't have to get as mad about it because he hasn't read the books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, uh, how did, how did, I, I watched this episode, like, a week and a half ago, because <laughs> we were, I was all set for a regular, uh, recording, and Brooks had to go and, like, improve his life, and yeah, it, how at dare you, you? I'm how coming dare? at you live from the tile floor of me and my girlfriend's bedroom, because mm-hmm. we don't have chairs yet. 
Uh-huh. But, uh... Rick's Manor. Me and Kim were looking, like, because we might be moving out soon, so we were in Ikea the other day. And you're just like, man, how did I... How did this happen to me? Like, I'm an adult. Oh, tell me about no it, dude. One, like, do I, you want to know what I... Do you want to know what I did today? Yeah. I went inside of a bank. What? Like, what? And talked to someone? Yeah, like, by myself. I went inside and I stood in line and nobody said anything about it. And, like... They, they didn't say, who is this child standing yeah. in the line at the bank? Where are your parents? Exactly. Did anyone hand you a lollipop? That was the worst part. That was... <laughs> I was like... For all this trouble of getting this direct deposit form so that I can get money for my actual adult job, mm-hmm. I should be getting a sweet out of this. But uh, no sweets were had, unfortunately. Uh, that's, but I the, did. that's the shame of adulthood right there. But there's a there's a, there's a frozen s'mores Pop-Tart mar- marinating in my belly right now. Nice. So, frozen? Yeah, dude. That's what you need to do when you have Pop-Tarts. Microwaving is like... Is like old time. Wait, 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 wait. I know it's the pop tart. It says to microwave it for three. Whatever the toaster. What? What the fuck ever? I'm not. Take a step back here. I'm That's working disgusting. class. <laughs> we don't have your fancy toaster devices. Yeah. No, you just you just throw it into a fire, still in its package, and when the packaging burns off, you pick it out of the fire with your hands. I'm really into steaming my pop tarts. I oh, yeah. put it in the in the in the silver wrapper and just put it over boiling water. I actually just bring them into work and throw them on one of the tanning beds. <laughs> Smear it with lotion first so it doesn't burn too of course, much. Of course. And then you eat it. Mm, delicious. Let's talk about the TV show. <laughs> Fucking love Pop Tarts, dude. <laughs> so if anyone if anyone doesn't remember because they didn't watch the episode like two minutes before starting recording, like me, it opens with uh, Barristan, Selmy, and Ned. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a silent sister patching up Sir Hugh, which I, who, I guess died in the last episode. Yeah. I didn't watch yeah. it. He had his joust with the uh, the mountain. And Ned's Yikes. like, hmm, why did he get this new armor with a kill hole in the neck? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And Barristan is just like, oh, well, who can know these things? Some things just, oh, I'm very old. Like, all of a sudden, he's just like, no one tells me anything. Me. I mean, Barristan the bold. To be fair, those are pretty much his point of view chapters in the books. True. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening, but there sure are things happening. <laughs> yeah, sure was that... weird when we fought on the trident against each other, right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Just having bro chat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. We, we sure were enemies at one point. <laughs> I, sure, I sure am old. <laughs> <laughs> and just them laughing, walking off as this dead guy just conveniently like lays in the tent. Two feet away from them. Yeah. <laughs> War, nothing like it. I guess isn't that what Robert says? He's in the tent getting like his armor on. No, well, that's that's when... he, he walks up to him later. Okay, and little he... baby Lancel is there. Uh huh. Because I I just have uh, Robert immediately takes it too far in my notes. So oh, that... he he certainly does. Is this yeah? This is when, with Lancel, right? Yeah. And he's like, get me the breastplate stretcher, you yeah. fuck. You had a stupid mom and she had a fat ass. And I'm just like, <laughs> what a great guy. Like, come yeah, on. Robert, yeah, just, yeah, just, I love, love, love him. It's kind of. And yeah, no, Lancel looks so weird with hair. He, Again, he's almost as weird as Tyrion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Tyrion looks like, like, kind of pretty compared to current Tyrion. Yeah. His hair is, is like, you can see the product in his hair. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where'd you get this, Lancel? He's the L'Oreal commercial, walking and trying to put on a, a, a breastplate. Mm. Uh, another thing I have here. Bow, you shits! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is Robert's basically entire character. Because yeah, he almost walks out to greet everybody with his tummy out. Uh. Which would have been cute. Yeah. But we also get a neato parallel to A Feast for Crows Cersei, which my girlfriend is reading through A Feast for Crows right now, and sometimes she's like, read to me. I'm lazy, so I do that. She, like, and... falls over and puts her hand on her forehead like, oh, I cannot read any longer. Which, like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> They're big books. And then you realize it's a Davos chapter. Yeah. <laughs> We're only, like, seven minutes into the show. Yeah. Hey, 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 Brooks. <laughs> Davos is a great character. He's literally love. he's literally not though. <laughs> I know. Fucking You know why you know why I like Davos? Because I'm garbage and I love other garbage. <laughs> garbage of a feather. Garbage of a feather lays in a pile. Much like an onion, uh, I don't have layers, I just smell terrible all the time and make people cry. Fucking so for for the viewers at home who have made the mistake of not following Matt on the Tumblr, uh, you which we'll get to plugs in like an hour and fifteen. Yeah. But uh, he's a big Simpsons man. Um, and uh, our first our first little ker- kerfuffle as friends was uh, me comparing Davos to Abe Simpson uh, when he <laughs> tells a story about tying an onion to his belt, which was the style at a t- at the time, and telling stories that don't go anywhere, which is. Egg fucking exactly what Davos does in every chapter, but yep. we're past that. Well, I mean, I've I've since reblogged that post like eight times because it's the best <laughs> post. <laughs> Just I remember was it was it Buzz, Buzzfeed that posted it with this most epic takedown of Davos. It was it was like an MTV.com like Buzzfeed knockoff editorial. It was thing. like MTV like hits or like not not music hits, just like I guess web hits. Because yeah, it was the yeah. guy, he's like, you will not believe the epic, brutal takedown of fan-favorite character, Davos the Onion Man. And God. it was just like, I look at me finger bones. And then, like, a gif of someone overreacting. Yeah. <laughs> you made the big time. You were credited, at least, Brooks. I was. H- have you... Uh, ha- well, I like how they referred to you by name as Sirius Jones. The tongue yeah, producer, Sirius Jones. That's what it says on me birth certificate. <laughs> Have, have you noticed an increase in popularity due to this? Um, TV you know... Article? I'm pretty sure three people read that site. Yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I'm, I've am i been so on the rise pretty much nonstop for the last two years that, like, any bump in popularity, I don't even notice it. Especially since I noticed that you posted a link to it maybe, like, one or two months ago, at most, and the article was from, like, January. <laughs> so... Yeah, because I was Googling, I hate Davos. Because <laughs> I was How bored. How surreal is it to Google, I hate Davos, and find yourself? <laughs> it felt real, real good. <laughs> Are you the number one result yet? Um, I think this is I don't know, because, because I had gonna, to gonna Google it in quotes. And see yeah, a little up. Google foo for you, if you don't know that, like, yeah, I had to put quotes around, I hate Davos. Mm-hmm. Because there's a whole bunch of, like, think pieces about... I hear people say that I hate Davos, but he's great because he's boring, and I love to read boring chapters. Mm-hmm. So I almost naturally typed, I hate Brooks, because that's... <laughs> Usually the first thing. Like, that's yeah. auto- autofill next next word on my phone. Yeah, there are also some members of this podcast who have their exclusive I hate Brooks tag. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I, I stole the idea from Lyris, but nonetheless, I have one. <laughs> Let's see. You're not even on the first page, man. You got to get back in there. I know. It, it, oh, wait, wait. You kind of are. Okay. The last post, the, the last thing on the first page is someone's tag, I hate Brooke, with an E on the end. Uh, oh, wow. But if you look at the, the content, it says, I've never seen Red Game of Thrones, but I hate Davos because Brooke Sirius Jones does. <laughs> nice. Right there, right at the end of it. It's perfect. Yeah, that's... That's, a, that's, that's getting the job it. done. You're, <laughs> you're furthering the cause. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. Anyways, the next thing that happens in this episode... <laughs> right, yeah. Fat jokes. Um, yeah, after the fat jokes, that gets back to oh, the... Oh, uh, uh, Brooke, how did you feel about Ned breaking Edge immediately? You know, um, there are a lot of people uh, who, after reading the first book, uh, they'll say that they didn't really see all of the shocking hints coming. Mm-hmm. But um, much like the big thing that happens in season three, on like a reread, all of the all of the terrible foreshadowing is super, super evident. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's just like makes sense, you know? Yeah. So you're saying he he has it coming, like? Yeah. Whatever happens to him, fuck him. Okay. <laughs> Great. Bad fucking role model. <laughs> and then there's Gay. Yep, yeah. Gay starts almost immediately. The Knight of the Flowers shows up, hands a rose to Sansa, and then makes the most obvious two- two-way bedroom eyes with Renly. Fucking tell me about it. <laughs> Wait, is this when... Uh, They're practically fluttering their goddamn eyelashes at <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous. Isn't this when Littlefinger, he's like, 50 gold dragons on the mountain. Yes. And then Renly's like, I'll go against that bet. Maybe you can buy a friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of this scene was that Littlefinger, at the beginning, you could just see him between Ned and Sansa, and he was giving fuck eyes to nobody. <laughs> he was just looking to his left and to his right, trying to make eye contact with just somebody. Just hoping anyone would notice him being suspicious so he could tell them like, about hmm, Who can I fuck with and make hate me because I'm Littlefinger, the, li- the least subtle man in Westeros? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's one thing that, like, I I, lo- I actually like a, uh, his performance as Littlefinger a lot, but, like, do you think that Littlefinger would be more subtle, and in the show he is never subtle? Exactly. Like, there is no subtlety to him at all. Which is, it's great when that, it's the end of the, of the end of the joust, and it's when, when Renly strikes back him, it's like, oh, it would have been so nice if you had a friend. And then he just, he quips back, well, go get your friend. And it's the worst comeback. And he's like, well, at least, uh, at least I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go fuck with Ned some more. Fuck this. <laughs> this is stupid. Which, yeah, it's, I didn't even want that gold anyway. He clearly, he clearly says to Sansa what was happening, and it's uh-huh. like, well, you clearly knew the outcome of this fight. You just wanted to really drive. Yeah, it home. like you really wanted to drive it home how gay Renly is. You're right the master there. of coin, and you're like purposely taking a bet you know you're about to lose. Like what? <laughs> Fuck, little finger. He, it's, he must be. It must be like he purposely tries to be so shitty so no one could suspect him because it would be too obvious. Yeah, it's just like, yo, okay, this this shitty guy scheming in the corner, tenting his fingers like Mr. fucking Burns over here. <laughs> yeah. This guy's probably not the scheming mastermind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Scooby Doo. It's ne- it's never the it's never the Mr. Burns guy, it's always the mayor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So another thing that got uh, that was that's important about this moment is that you see the face of the mountain who actually kinda looks like Sandor Clegane. Yeah, who yeah. Who would have thought they would have actually at some point cast someone who kind of it's looks been like, three like he different could be mountains. the older brother? 
It has been three, and none of the ones since even slightly look like Sandor Clegane. No, they're just like, let's find a bigger person. <laughs> well, it's like the current one looks like he's Sandor Clegane's son. He does. <laughs> yeah. He's like the third strongest man in the world or something. Yeah, yeah, he, he's definitely an actual strong man. Yeah. Like a literal strong man. I, they they yeah, didn't like, even do a casting thing, I think. They were like, that guy's strong, go get him. Was like the the thing about like the the current mountain that was well, I mean like the current mountain prior to is you know getting poisoned and shit. Whoa, no spoilers. Spoilers. Out he may or may not have been poisoned. <laughs> it remains yeah, to be seen. They don't even like dirt him up at all later. Like this, the, the one that I think I noticed about this version of the mountain is that he is just a disgusting, slime-looking man. Sword. He's just covered in dirt and screaming. Like, he just looks like a Marin Trant beefcake. Like. Yes. He, yeah, he really he's does. Marin Trant with the, like, slider turned all the way it's up. It's like, if you give Marin <laughs> Trant a sunstone, then he would evolve into... This mountain. Yeah. Season one mountain. And he just kills the fuck out of this horse. He... That horse gets murked. But they yeah, do, like, they... a weird cut halfway... A weird cut... <laughs> like, halfway through through it of the horse dying... Yeah, well, because I think before there was a horse, and then there was just the prop horse. Yeah. So it's just a really awkward cut. So you got, like, they, they didn't figure second, out their special effects yet. A half a second of people going like, ooh, and then it goes back to the fake dead horse. Yeah. And uh, then everyone just lets Sandor and Gregor fight for no reason. Yeah. Clegane Bull, Clegane Bull, Clegane Bull. Yeah, a taste of Clegane Bull. Mm -hmm. It's coming. And, like... My favorite part of the Clegane Bowl little tease was that when Loris is like, it's my champion, thanks, everybody give him a cheer. And he looks and like, so like, awkward. He looks so awkward, but like, he's like in conflict with his macho exterior and also kind of like in the attention. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. Couldn't take my eyes off of him. Gotta love him. Gotta it's love like him. It's like after they're just about to kill everyone, Robert's like, in the name of your king. He does it's, the smoothest yeah, kneel. Yeah, like Neil conveniently ducking under the blade. That yeah. yeah, like the blade that's still moving. Mm -hmm. That was great. That was actually just... I don't know if that was, like... Uh, that was really good action choreography mm -hmm. right there. Sometimes this show is good. Weird. Weird how I, that. I, I miss it. It would be... I wouldn't believe you if I had started the show from the end and gone backwards. But I do that fully is. believe it now. Um, a couple more things about this scene. Uh, the first time I watched the show... It wasn't until I read the books that I kind of understood understood what was happening with Gregor's horse. I just kind of thought Gregor had a shitty horse, but it was actually just really horny. Yeah, Littlefinger did the full, you know, voiceover. Yeah, because Loras is riding a sexy little white mare. He just like slowly, just the side of his face comes in from off the camera. He's like, "Do you know that horse was in heat? Very clever, <laughs> if you ask me." <laughs> And Santa's like, he's noble, he would never do such a thing. And Littlefinger's like, oh. <laughs> and that's it. You know yeah, who else is in heat? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Littlefinger? God damn it, she is a happy child. <laughs> do you know who else You is don't in get heat? to ruin her for another several seasons. Renly and his gay, gay friend. Do you I know do about like... the gays? <laughs> <laughs> like, Sansa forgot that she, like, she loved the pageantry of it all. But then as soon as Loras, like, got into battle position, she was like, oh, wait, fuck, there's going to be a fucking joust. Oh, my God, he's going to die. Like, she's completely I would, forgotten. I would be like, she, that's a bit of an overreaction, but Sir Hugh did just get his shit rocked. Yeah, I know. It's just, like, yeah. 
It's like she forgot until that very moment uh-huh. that like she just saw Lance go plumb through a guy's neck. Right through the kill hole. Right through the kill hole. <laughs> like if to be fair, if anyone was doing anything against someone named the mountain that rides, I would have the same reaction. Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, if he was going up from like Sir Hugh of the Vale, like I could I could beat up Sir Hugh of the Vale. Yeah, whatever. They're like no matter where it was, it'd be like uh, and tonight on Chopped, your competitor will be the mountain that rides. Fuck, I'm hiding in my basket. I'm going out <laughs> of the studio. I'm done. One All more right, neat so- thing before we move on. I know we've been on this scene forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a neato thing that was pointed out to me that when Loris gives Sansa the rose, Ned looks super fucking uncomfortable <laughs> because Liana flashbacks. Oh. Oh. Nice. He's like shifting in his chair and like, oh fuck, this reminds me of my dead sister a lot. And that brings me. That reminds me of something. Is this like the last time they mentioned Liana until like the end of season five? <laughs> Pretty much. I feel yeah. like it is. It. I think so. Because like when when Cer- when like Cersei says her name later in a scene that we will discuss later, it's just like wait. I feel like this is the last time this was mentioned. Because mm. when I when I was like when I was reading the books, I'm like they, they, there was a bit more of it, obviously. And it's just yeah. like who who are they talking about? I forgot about this person. There's a lot of I forgot about this person going on in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I almost forgot... I forgot for several years how great Jory Castle is. Yeah. Like, Wait, oh, I... Jory, I love you. <laughs> yeah, my dude. So I next forgot, we, I... Got, uh, we got Tyrion. Yeah. Tyrion, uh... Wait, and don't forget um, Marillion. To... Yeah, who was that guy? That's... Marillion. Okay, who is... Isn't there someone like... Tom Seven Strings or something? Yeah, he's in the Brotherhood. Okay, I was yeah. Him. There's a lot of singers in the books that aren't here. Yeah, and they all just kind of blend together. Like there was the one. Did Merlin die in this scene? No, no. I, wait, actually. Yeah, because we see him. We see him it, later. Watching it, Kim asked me, "Is this the guy that gets his tongue ripped out?" <laughs> I was like, "I, I mean, like." There's a lot of these singer guys that I'm just get sure. Because I think I looked him up on like the Game of Thrones wiki mm-hmm. at the time, because freestyling is really hard, <laughs> and there are only a few words that rhyme with imp, but he was doing it. He, he had it going. Like, as, as a performing hip-hop improviser, I can attest to how hard it is. As an aspiring MC, Brooks, uh... Yeah. And Terry, like, he thinks they're going to Winterfell, right? And yeah. he's like, oh, the Eerie. Well, you do know my father. Tywin, perhaps you know of his money and our money of Lannister money. <laughs> like, yes, everyone knows that. Flag. Yes, <laughs> that's the just a big line. And perhaps you know of our money and my father and our father's money. That's actually their words. The unabridged version. <laughs> yeah, because Bran couldn't fucking remember later in the episode what the Lannister words were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no one fucking uses them anymore. It's just too long. <laughs> and. <what happened? laughs> I feel like I was talking to Kim, I was like, oh, there's, like, lots of... It, yeah, this is where the uh, the hill tribes live. They're not wildlings, but... And then they attacked immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure would be fucking weird if the hill tribes showed up. Oh, shit. Huh, yeah. Ah, oh, goddammit. And Bronn just hip-tosses a dude. Bronn yeah. is going... He's getting... He has, like, Jon Snow shots in terms of, like, just getting, like, 30 straight seconds of fucking people up. Huh. Yeah, like Kilimanjaro right there. Yeah. That's how he got to. That's how far he got. Killionaire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I honestly okay, forgot Tyrion? that Braun was in the show this long. 
He just seemed like too. a season two yeah, character. I know. Because later, he just... when he's like more important to the plot, mm-hmm. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just kind of showed up again. Anyways, one second. Nick, I have ground beef defrosting in the sink. Let's make meatballs with it or something. Let's make meatballs with it or something. Don't need to make a goddamn oven pizza again. Oven pizza. Oven here. <laughs> no, we don't. We objectively what? have ground beef because there's some in the sink. What, what the fuck are you going to eat with it? Meatballs. Pasta. pasta. Yes, That's we do. Rude. Just... What's your language? No. Yes. No, it's... They're going to be recording this for a bit longer, so. <laughs> I want some oven pizza. This is good shit. The oven oh man, I went to Publix yesterday uh-huh. and Red Baron pizzas were bogo. Can't get it defrosted yet. Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh, one time I, I when I got my new glass, I gave them to my dad. He's like, "Oh son, these are nice. What are they? Red Barons?" I was like, "Dad, they're Red, <laughs> Red Barons is pizzas." <laughs> oh. Anyways, he was about to make a goddamn delicio pizza, and I do not stand for that. I want goddamn meat. Yeah, when you got when you got some some beef in the, in the sink, like. That supersedes whatever fucking pizza is on his own. <laughs> and we found our episode title. <laughs> Beef in the Sink? Yes. Great. Beef in the Sink. That's what they call me. <laughs> that's, that's what people say after they listen to our, to our show. They're like, well, that was a real Beef in the Sink, if you know what. <laughs> if you, if, I have some hot dogs for dinner. They're thawing in the sink. <laughs> of course. But yeah, no, Braun was great in this episode, and I just, I noticed there's the whole Braun and Tyrion starting to become fast friends when he starts making quips. Braun's famous yeah. quips have started up. Tyrion? He's like, hey, Tyrion, penis. Ah, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like in every battle he's in, Tyrion only has a shield, and he just kills everyone. Yeah, man, think- he was like, he was pulping that guy's face up. He does this, like, doesn't he do the same thing at like the Blackwater or like Yeah, he's super OP all the time. <laughs> like, when he's not just, like he just in a shield, around. throw him up against the walkers. Mhm. Series over. Yeah. But that's not even his final. He doesn't even He needs like He doesn't even star. fight immediately. <laughs> he doesn't. He just like he takes some time to look at some sexy horses. Uh-huh. Like he just looks left and right and he's like, "Oh, there's some horses there." Hmm. So there's some horses over there <laughs> there's also. There's some different horses. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice horse. Oh, shit. And then he grabs the shield and kills everyone. You're welcome, Lady Stark, who captured me. Ugh. <laughs> I sure saved your life. Yeah. Now we're even, right? Nope. You're going... Why, Why is she taking him to the Eerie? To bring her to Lysa for some reason? Yeah, why? Because plot? Well, okay, I guess it's because... As far as we all know at this point, Lysa sent a letter that said, the, like, something happened to... Uh, yeah, like, the land, the, be suspicious of the Lannisters, and then yeah. bring him a Lannister, and then she's all pissy about it once they actually right. get there. Which, like, how is this supposed to be a fair trial? If she already has her preconceived things that Lannisters are terrible. Like, I know where to bring him to justice. To my sister, who hates him and throws people out the floor window. Make him fly. Make him fly. Make the little man fly. Yep. But with that, we go back. That's to... one thing. Is that like Robin or Rob? I guess yeah, he's Robin in the show. Yeah. Tech, but even though he's Robert in the books, mm-hmm. um, he's just like he doesn't even really. They don't really make him sickly. They just make him like have a creepy codependent relationship instead. Yeah. Like it's creepy and codependent in the books, but like he's like a child with clear, severe. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah, seizures, seizures, and stuff. And here he's just like, he kind seen. of an asshole. 
yeah, he's just a little shit. <laughs> he's not a little shit with epilepsy. Yeah. But, you know, it's a bit more understanding right. when someone's a little shit when they have, like, you know, severe problems that help, that prevent them from going outside. But here, she's just really overprotective. Mm-hmm. But, like, apparently has always been this overprotective of him, which you'd think, like, the overprotectiveness kind of came in more after the death of John Aaron, which was, like, what, like, two weeks ago? I have no idea how much time it passed. <laughs> yeah, d- d- whoa, don't... <laughs> we have no idea how time progresses. In this. Especially when, like, characters age, like, 40 years in between seasons. Uh-huh. Bran between two and three. Bran is now a 70-year-old man. <laughs> uh, speaking of Bran, hey. That's where we go next. That's the next scene. Where I have, as my first note... Theon talks about dicks and gets owned the show. He gets owned so hard. What? Like even for Theon. <laughs> what happens? Refresh, refresh me here. He, go, he, they're learning so, about the Greyjoys. Oh yeah, Greyjoys yeah, okay, are super I important. I remember. I they're remember. made to be so important in season one, and like Balon Greyjoy is such a big deal, even though he's off screen, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But yeah, and then Theon's like, we're also well known for laying the pipe, and, yeah, and then the Maesters like, like and loosing rebellions. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> bringing that fire. Yeah, really. And yeah, Maester Lewin just r- fucking roasts him <laughs> like straight up. I just like the uh, Martell shout out in season one. Hell yeah, the only shout out. There was like what are the houses? They said like probably the Eerie, and that's it. And then Bran doesn't know anymore. But he's just deliberately being a little shit about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame that the show never actually went to Dorne, that that just never happened. Yeah, I hoped... I, I, I feel like it could be Dorne. Yeah, it could, be, it could be really interesting if they ever go to Dorne. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That would be nice. Since season four. Uh, yeah, I, that, that, that goes right into the, the Theon and Roz scene. <laughs> which, notedly, noted for having a, a Theon dick shot in it. Yeah. Finally some dick in this parade He's, of tits. He is laying that pipe. <laughs> that is like... That's and yeah, like... The, the HBO CEO of tits, definitely responsible for this episode. Mm-hmm. He just sends an email back in all bold, like, size 72 font. It just says yes. Yeah, no, it's... it's there's a... It's a... It's a... Car- it's a sorry, a, a commenter on the AV Club that comments on every single Game of Thrones article if there's tits in the episode. Uh-huh. And it's just a really, really good gimmick. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's it's the only way I refer to tits appearing on this show. I just think immediately, yeah, the HBO CEO of tits sure loved this episode. <laughs> is it like a, a full review, or is it just like nice ones today? Like, or just it's a, <laughs> like someone will uh, will will invoke his name whenever tits are mentioned in the episode. Like one one was when the when Maggie the Frog shows up, and it's like, so Maggie the Frog, and it's like. You know what? I petitioned for old tits on this episode. Which, Why did we get young tits? Of, I want a variety of tits. I have that happens later in this episode even. Yeah. Like Lysa is breastfeeding this baby boy and there is no way that is her booby. It is not. And that is interesting because I was reading the the plot synopsis and it said uh, something very specific about that bit. Mm-hmm. Uh Kate Dickey, Lysa Aaron, later said she hoped viewers were aware that she wasn't actually having Lino Fezzioli, sweet Robin Aaron, suckle on her breasts, as Lysa disturbingly never weaned her son. She wore prosthetic breasts over her undergarments. Yeah. Thanks. I needed to know that for my health. <laughs> Just, I, I hope you all know that this, like, 15-year-old boy wasn't sucking on my 20-year-younger-than-me tit. Like, it goes from her face directly to this, like, 
<laughs> there's no way to describe this without being weird about it, but like this plump <laughs> like it's not it's a young boob. Have you ever seen the movie They Came Together with Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler? Yeah, yeah, I have. Okay, you know the scene where okay, mild spoilers if you haven't seen it, where Paul Rudd almost fucks his grandma? <laughs> yes. And he's like, I wanna fuck you so bad, Nana, and then he pulls up <laughs> And he, he, it's my favorite yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. And he, he pulls up her, her dress, and then you see, like, this, like, yeah. really taut, like, uh-huh. 20-something-year-old ass. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it's like. <laughs> but yeah. for real. Like, not as a movie. goof. You guys, should look, you, should, you guys should look it up. Yeah. It's a good. good movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, away from the supple breasts. What were we talking about? Oh, Roz, uh, Roz's tits. Which are... They're neato. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sad that we didn't, like, like as as far as being a show creation goes, for the most part, I liked Roz as a character. Yeah, yeah. Other than the fact that she was clearly just an excuse by the HBO CEO of Tits, who wrote the character himself, uh, yeah. to get more tits into the show. Like, her just the, continuing the parade of Theon Burns was really great. Like, basically straight up saying a dwarf had a bigger dick than him. Yeah, and she's like, and he's good with his fingers. And his tongue. And doesn't she, like, somehow... His tongue. tongue. Doesn't she somehow do a, like, a stealth ninja dick grab on him or something? Yes. Like, behind the back? Yes. Yeah, it was like a... It was like getting the boy out of Sensei's hand. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. While saying the word boy. (laughs) Perfect accuracy. I sure am gonna grab your boy dick right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the last time Theon hears that in the show. Mm -hmm. Is there a scene that Roz is in where she's not showing her boobies or her vergoober or anything? The second that happens, they had her character killed. And, and she was even show. dead then. She had tits out then. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, take one on the bingo card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out, <laughs> just beyond the, the titty talk, hmm. uh... I do think it was neato because Theon was being real bad here and like very like misogynistic in the way that we see like Ramsey doing it later with Miranda. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a neato parallel to season five stuff. And I mean, it's not, I do want to say that it's not great writing in the sense that it's still using women for the sole purpose of advancing Theon's arc, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. still interesting to note. Yeah. And it's yeah, still like, sure. I see what you're going for here. Even if it's like unintended, knowing what oh, like, I'm sure it's unintended. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm throwing him a bone here. Uh-huh. The, the themes are for eighth graders. Yeah, right. Of course. The only bone being thrown in that scene was Theon. Yep. Boom. Let's move on. All right. Uh, Arya's chasing that cat. Arya's chasing that cat. She's a cool ass dragon skull. I... And forgetting that Illyrio is in the first season. Another thing that happened is in this part of the first season, rather. That was me. I'm like, oh yeah, he's here. I, I'm only assuming this is... Well, this has to be about Varys, but I have, as my first note for the scene, have I told you about my no dick? Oh yeah, that was right right before Arya right, sees right, Varys right, and Illyrio. Right, yeah. Varys and Ned are talking. Mm-hmm. And Varys, like, lowers himself into a bath, and then... <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you um if you listened to the last episode, Matt, but we uh we we talked about how Varys is a Merling last episode, so Great. Um, I'm sure you're already on board. Yeah. All right, Nito. Hundred percent. All right. I did write uh, him and Illyrio walking is secret merman plotting. I right. kind of feel yeah yeah like once once after that scene like I kind of feel Arya gets out of the dungeons eventually 
and is able to. Okay, no, first of all, she could clearly fit through the bars. She could. She just stopped. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you can see the shot is framed such that you can see the bars are wider than her head. Mm-hmm. And then she walks the other way and takes a thousand years to get out of the dungeons. As the skeleton crawls out of the dungeons and lays a sick burn on some guards, she is then <laughs> suddenly, sun- suddenly unable to talk to her dad in any way. When it seems like they have a pretty good relationship for the most part, it's, I don't. She's so she's such a loss for words that doesn't seem like her. Yeah. When trying to explain what she heard, and then of course, like Ned has to leave really quickly. Jory Castle saves the day. Escorts her out, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. They hear the news. What I forget the news. The news was Jamie. Uh, was not Jamie. Sorry, oh, being captured. Captured. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I thought it was going to be about Benjamin for a second because, like, I guess has he been missing yet? I actually don't know. Uh, I don't think so. No. W- one thing I want to point out is why is everyone calling Arya a boy all of a sudden? She doesn't look like a boy does, at all. Exactly. But her, still, hair, like, her hair is short, maybe. Like if she's not dressed up like Marcella in season five, and they're like, "That's a boy." <laughs> like I, I wrote, not wearing a prom dress. Guard called her boy, and I guess someone else did too because I wrote it down again. Uh, York did. Is it York? The Yorin? Watch guy. Yorin. Yorin. Yeah. Yeah. York is the guy with the skull. Yes. The guy whose skull Class. is from Hamlet. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Got it. Uh, I do want to say. We glossed over one of my favorite scenes in the scene, in the show and the books. So just quick shout out to the Varys and Illyrio scene because mm-hmm. that's super fucking interesting to speculate on, even to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's still there's still some some choice fucking nuggets in there to dig out. There's some fucking choice nugs. I tell yeah. you what, <laughs> some completely choice nugs to dig out there. Uh, after that, we got the small council meeting with screaming Robert. Well, before that, there's a tiny scene of Littlefinger giving fuck me eyes to the throne itself. Yeah. Yes. And he's looking at the throne. He's like, "I'm gonna fuck that." And then Varys shows up. I'm, and I'm this... glad. I'm, I'm glad that uh, that that Littlefinger gives some some nice pansexual representation in the yeah. Because uh, he he clearly does want to fuck everything: money, thrones, horses, mm. definitely horses. Oh yeah. And then Varys is like, Varys is like, what about dead little boys? And he's like, oh, we serve. No, wait, well, legally me, speaking, let me, let, this, say... is, this is from this is my official Littlefinger. Well, technically speaking, we serve all types, and we have much discretion in my service. That's a very good season one Littlefinger yeah. because he's not, he's not as Scottish as he is in later episodes. <laughs> yeah. We serve all kinds. Yeah. Like he's fucking. He goes full Connery by season <laughs> five. Shansha. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Shansha Stark. Uh, hello? Did they recast you? Yes. Uh, Littlefinger does note how quiet Varys moves, mm-hmm. which, uh, which... If he's on slippery ding in my brain. Ding-dongs yeah. flapping all around my brain, um, because flippers. Would he leave, and, like, a, a sticky trail? Like, yeah, Gary the Snail. Just mm-hmm. a, but, um... I should note uh, to the haters out there that may have also noticed, uh, we do straight up see Varys's legs in this scene. <laughs> yes, yes. As we, do. as we have established, we're using the Aquamarine playbook here. So, plausible city USA, full steam ahead. Uh, I'll have all the haters know, despite the clear evidence presented before us, it's not true. No, look, fucking Orange is the New Black has a guy with one leg. 
but he, we just see his pants. I thought you were about to say Orange is the New Black has a merman. It might. I don't fucking know. Hey, yeah. But fucking anyway. <laughs> I mean, Urs- Ursula could have just gifted him legs for this scene. Yeah, you, exactly. Fucking whatever. Ice Maybe monsters. That was like, that was his bargain. Like instead of giving up his voice, he gave up his his private parts. Yeah. And now he has legs. Worth it. So like we don't see like we don't see his fleshy little legs. We just see pant legs. Mm-hmm. Because okay. his his big robes are in are in the wash. I'll yeah. I'll give you that. What happens after this? Oh, Robert's yelling about like the Targaryen whore. Yes. <laughs> Ned, honor, honor, honor. A lot of yelling, a lot of yelling. Everyone at the small council's a dick. Pycelle's creepy, etc. I I wrote this down that the phrase "with child" is just so funny to me. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just like she's crazy. with child. Uh, it just seems like someone doesn't have a good command of the English language. <laughs> Yeah, but what's his name? What's the child's name? Which child is she with? Uh, oh, her own child. Yes. <laughs> okay. I got it. I, I got it now. What's weird about this is because in the, in the books, she's like, what, 13 or 14? Yeah, they right? say child here. I know, which is like, she has to be at least, I would guess, 16 or 17? I'd say 17 at the youngest. Uh, yeah. She's child squared. Yeah. So that's a little bit weirder to me that they're making such a big deal out of it. Yeah, well, it's clearly like they adapted the scene directly out of the book without taking into account the changes they've made to the show. Right. So it's very seventh Harry Potter movie like that. <laughs> what? What about the seventh Harry Potter movie? Uh it's I just don't... it's just it, that that seemed like the most direct adaptation. Uh huh. Okay. But then, like, there have been so many different things in earlier movies. Yeah, because they, they had never had to make like two hundred pages of that book into a full movie, so they could just do the whole thing. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. But yeah, back to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, the, I like the, the, the bringing up of the seed is strong line when we get back yeah. to Miri. Even though she thinks it's about her shitty son. <laughs> nope, he was talking about someone else's jizz. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that, is that... Like, what are they... Because those were his last words, John Aaron. Yeah, and, and Lice is like, oh, he is a, a very strong boy, just like his father. Look at look at my frail dying boy. He's so strong. Like when in I, fact I, he was talking about the cum of one Robert Baratheon. <laughs> <laughs> renowned expert. Yeah, no, he's, he's a renowned, renowned expert on Robert Cum. <laughs> By next week I'm gonna have a theory ready for you guys about how John Aaron was actually talking about Robert Strong. But uh-huh. I haven't put it all together yet because I only thought of it five seconds ago. Okay. <laughs> but I'm sure there's some shit in there. Workshop it. We'll get that. We'll get back to that. We'll, we'll table that discussion. Yeah. And okay. On to the gayest scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's beep time, USA. Beep beep. Like, okay. To be so, fair, other than just uh, the overt, like we are very gay. Like I thought this was an okay scene. I liked yeah. it yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just like, did he have to be shaving his chest while doing? Like it? close up on three nipple hairs. Yeah. Okay. Was that your note? Uh, I wrote extreme nipple close up. Three question marks. We had the same note. <laughs> I'm really glad we did, in the end, have the same note at this scene. Oh, boy. And they're like, this birthmark looks like Dorn. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, one thing that was, that was yeah, they, they really laid the seeds for um, for the Tyrell's later season role in mentioning that, one, they'll back Renly, and two, they have a lot of money. Mm. Yeah. So some pretty good table setting there from the uh, from the show creators who did write and direct this episode. Like, they, they directly did this episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
So like a like a rare instance uh, of them like inventing content and it being pretty decent, which is also uh, in the I think second last scene of this episode. But we'll get to that one later. Yeah, that was yeah, also that's really also good. a real good show only scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's not much else to that scene. He does call Stannis a lobster. What do you think about this? Brooks? It was the it was the first mention of Stannis. And in the first series. mention of Stannis is that he is like a lobster. He's the personality and charisma of a lobster. Do you agree? I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> but he's the, a, he's the lobster who cared. Do you think a lobster could be king? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. lobster king. You Again, have you seen Larry and Spongebob? That dude's a fucking he's, type A. He's ripped. Yeah, shit, yeah. 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 Lobsters are ripped. Stannis is a lobster. Lobsters are ripped by the transitive property. He's king. <laughs> yeah, just like king crab. Boom, right there. Wow. Yeah, the, log- the logic is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sapiosexual John Aaron. <laughs> the logic is strong. <laughs> um, I do want to fucking point out a huge, a major blunder. We did, we did, we had some nice things to say about show only content here. Yes. But uh, but baby Renly fucks up here. Um, Renly said Ren- Renly's real sad about wanting to have chest hair. And he's like, you have to fucking shave me. I want chest hair so bad. But according to the A Song of Ice and Fire campaign guide, which is a supplemental role playing game book, Jesus, uh, he pref- Christ, Renly prefers to be clean shaven. Well, he does so have. Some- he has a beard, though. I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Yeah. Well, I mean, is this maybe he likes being clean shaven after this point? Maybe Loras convinced him. Also, if you if you notice, he only shaved one of his armpits. Yes, and then <laughs> that's stopped. true. So, and then got right to blowing him. Yeah, Loras sure is gay. And he was just like, "Oh, you should be king." You should be. And he's like, "Yeah, I guess I would. This is great. <laughs> this is nice. See you later." And then we don't hear from them again, right? Yep. <laughs> Then we get to the other show only scene here, mm-hmm. which uh, is super weird but super good. I, I yeah, no, it's, I wrote like, down. I forgot they are married. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that they're married. Uh-huh. And well, I mean, they they pretty much bring that up frequently. Mm-hmm. You get really good like this. You get really good facial acting and vocal acting out of uh, out of Lena Headey and yeah, yeah. Mark Addy in this scene. Like they really, really chew the words. But you could really tell that this show, this scene was written for padding after they'd finished most of the episode. Yeah. And realized that the episode was short. Mm-hmm. Because this scene is like, like five, it's six It's really minutes. long. Or yeah, like, it's a really long scene. Like, it didn't drag, but as it was going on, I noticed. I was like, wow, this has been going on for a while. And yeah, the last mention of Liana is pretty much right here. I don't think that she's mentioned again. And what, we'll is, what does Robert say? He's like, I don't even remember what she looks like. Yeah. Uh, great. Fucking... Was there ever a chance for a marriage? No. And he really chews that no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, he like looks, face moves, and then just no. What is that? How does that make you feel? Psychiatrist Robert. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine, not even that it's bad, like shows and books can be different as long as it's good, but like, I just, I can't imagine book Cersei being hurt that Robert didn't love her, even though she loved him for a time. Well, I mean, she straight up, she, she went with, I don't feel anything at all. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, if she didn't seem to be selling that line as much as the rest of the scene. Yeah, there was still like when he when he dropped that note, she was there was like some degree of effect there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like they feel like there probably shouldn't have been either. Didn't she like pour wine, which is just her standard reaction to anything going wrong? 
Yeah, I mean, me too. Uh-huh. But I, I just don't conveniently always have it right yeah, up exactly. on the table. All I have next to me is uh, some household surface lemon wipes. Mm. I have some oh. lemon wipes you, that I can, you can wipe. Get, you can get drunk off those, probably. If yeah, probably. You really wanted to. Is there alcohol in here? There's, uh... No, there's a little. There you go. Get the- I mean, there's also ammonium. I might die. Ooh. But, I mean, I've already spilled bleach on myself today, so what What else could happen? <laughs> Just yeah. continue the trend. You're batting a thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep going. I do like that so much of Robert's arguments are is him refusing to believe that horses can't swim. <laughs> there is so much... I think Robert's just actually like, just really afraid of horses. I'm just like, hey man, look Robert, like, horses can't swim, the Dothraki can't, like, they don't like water, and he's like, but what if they did? Like, they've never been across the water ever in their entire Literally existence. ever. And he's like, ever yeah, since yeah, but, Pangea. but she's pregnant. Like, yeah, babies the baby can, Babies walks. can swim. <laughs> babies can ride horses, they teach them how to shoot arrows when they're four. I learned that from the maester. Yeah. From the from Mr. Lewin in Winterfell earlier in this episode, <laughs> he sent a, like Bran sent a Robin, uh, sent sent a, a crow out right away, a raven. That's mm-hmm. what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Littlefinger delivered it with his delivery service. Yeah, exactly. Robert actually does make a good like for the first time. It kind of seems like Robert makes kind of a good point though, because like before he's just like ah, I hate the Targaryens more than I love anyone, but except for Lyanna. But oh, like right, he was right, right. when he was talking about how they'll be fine, but the small folk probably won't, and like tens of thousands of them would die if there was is a Dothraki the, invasion. Does you, that's how you can tell this is a, a show only scene. When did Robert ever care about the small folk? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like I guess he read a feast for crows or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe that was just to show like Robert knows about war, and that's it. Yeah, yeah pretty mm-hmm. much. And also, you know, feel sorry for Robert, so yeah, you can have some empathy for yeah. him later. Mm-hmm. It was just, I can't believe that I saw Cersei genuinely laughing with Robert about, like, their failed marriage. Like, it was a genuine, like, <laughs> It was actually, uh, like, kind of nice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Way. yeah. Lena Heaney's always been very good as Cersei. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why, like, I'm, I'm glad when they give her more show-only material. Sure. At least from the time before she was a point-of-view character. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it's, give her more to do, because Lena Heaney's probably one of the best Yeah, she fucking she nails has. what she's given. She's one of the best players on the show. Yeah, for sure. sure. And, and then, in the yeah, game. Then there's the last scene, which is... It starts and they're in, like, the brothel or something, right? And Ned's yeah. looking at a baby. Ned's looking at a baby. Ned's looking at a baby. And there are so many crying babies in this brothel. Really? Yes. There, which... There's a lot of crying baby sounds. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all my notes. <laughs> the same exact sound, just played at different times. Yeah, different times, different volumes, and different amounts of muffling. Uh-huh. You could tell if they were just, you know, holding a pillow over the speaker. Yeah, it was a, it was an immersive surround sound baby experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like I was right there mm-hmm. amongst the babies. Yeah. And uh, my next note is, what is Jory supposed to do about this boner now? Jory is... He is full thrust. <laughs> Jory wrote a, uh, a impassioned plea to the CEO of Tits. Uh-huh. Just give me one tit scene before like, I before die. Before I go, it's all I ask. It was like full Ferris Bueller museum scene with Cameron, but with Jory and Tits. <laughs> and, and they're just like, come on, you, like, stop it, let's go. Aww. Like, what is he going to do anyway? Would he be like, hey, Ned, hold on, I got to take care of something. He would never. Yeah. Hey, can I borrow a fiver? <laughs> yeah. You just stuff it into her thong. 
Let's go. <laughs> and then, but then Ned would say something like, "I'm married," and walk away. Like, he's <laughs> it's like, not this about is, you, he's Ned. Like, yeah, for one thing, at life, Ned, this isn't about your honor. This isn't about your dick and where it's been. <laughs> so my Ned dick with a mm-hmm. bastard. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So then we get Jamie Lannister and his gang of bullies. His gang of bullies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Which, like, what are you, you, you get you get some good facial acting out of uh, out of um, Nikolai Casarwaldo. Oh, during the scene when Ned is competent, mm-hmm. which is good. It's like, like oh, oh shit, the old man can still fight. Yeah, yeah, boy. Is it? I, I super love asshole Jamie now. Yeah, yeah. Like, now that I kind of, I you know, I know. Like the drama of the scene isn't as deep to me anymore because it's not my first time watching it, so I can appreciate things more. Like, oh man, this guy's super hateable, and man, he does he does Jamie Lannister most, asshole so good. He's yeah. the most punchable face. I go genuinely the biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> yeah, and like rest in peace, Jory. Right through the eye. Right through. Like the he's eye. like looking oh. at it with his other one freaking out. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, and, and was, then like. While the knife is still in his eye, he looks at Ned and is like, hey, look what I did. Yeah, hey, did you see that cool yeah. shit I just did? Hey, hey. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Ned, did you... He looks at back and he goes, did you see that one coming? And then he, <laughs> and just, and he just rides off. He doesn't even fight him anymore. He's like, I'm yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, so then, then they're oh, in a nice fight with Ned and then Jamie's guy stabs him in the leg and you could visibly see Jamie's fight boner dying. Hmm. And he's just... He, he just... <sighs> oh, so... He was so, and then he just smacks the guy across the head, and the episode ends. <laughs> he's, no, he's like, "I want my brother back." Yeah. And then Ned is sleepy. Yeah, Ned takes a nap. Ned goes and takes a nap right in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> the best part about this is if you like, the camera slowly zooms out, and you can just see the women from the brothel just like watching, like they're just hanging out, taking in the shit. Yeah. Do you ever the babies just, like, are watching? Mm-hmm. Do you ever just watch things with like large? Um, uh, background character casts and just like just spend the whole episode just watching the background characters sometimes because mm. it's just so fun to do. It just really is just seeing how many of them are actually able to stay within the scene and how many are directly looking at the characters. The with best, the the best place, on their the best time to do that is whenever there's like a club or dance scene going on. Oh, yes, <laughs> just... my brother. My brother is actually in a club dance scene. There's a party scene with a movie with. Um, one of the Baldwins, Billy Baldwin. Wow. <laughs> so they, they they filmed the movie in my terrible shit Canadian town, mm-hmm. and Billy Baldwin was there, and you can see my brother in one of the tracking shots. Apparently, is he just nice. staring? And I, I, was I, he I in character, say, or was he your brother? He was having fun at a party. Gross. Who does that? Yeah, you know, you just got to stand in the corner with the drink in your hand, looking awkward, having a, a, a feels guy face. Yeah, thinking about how your feet hurt. And... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. So that's the episode. <laughs> yep. Feels guy face. That's how we're ending it. Yeah. Ending it with feels guy face. As usual. <laughs> that that sounds like the normal way this episode should end. Some things never change. Why change anything? Because I'm here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my, my girlfriend loved the, the Eddie only episode. The, uh, oh, good. the classic Eddie, because it had the because you mentioned that I'm moving in with my girlfriend, who I pretend that I don't have for the sake of the goof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, yeah, she, about that. Can we? Uh... Like every time I post something, she's just like, I'm right here. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know you had a girlfriend till like a solid year and a half after I followed you. <laughs> you pull the same thing that Jamie did after he stabs Jury in the eye, but you're like posting a sick that feel with no GF meme, and then you look right over at her and hit submit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, should we do questions now? Or do you have your weird shit? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pop that in real quick. Mm-hmm. Just pop a quick theory. Um, Alright, so we, we see the kitty. Uh, we've talked that Arya chases. We've talked a little bit about how that's probably Balerion, who is Rhaenys' cat. Of course. And yeah. uh, I, went, I went back to uh, post-Game of Thrones, uh, Season 1, Episode 2, uh propane flame i believe mm-hmm. and uh we had a little we were like hey or uh we we were goofing uh we were we, we were yes anding each other's goofs mm-hmm. and we got to a uh a point where i was like hey what if somebody was warging Balerion? and then you were like ah oh, fuck this we're fucking whatever and um <sighs> but i've done some research <laughs> okay and check this shit out. So, we know that Targaryens are able to ride dragons because they have a special bond to the animals in this incomparable way that the Starks do with the direwolves. Um, okay. There, and there's precedent for warging into one's beloved animal upon their death. I kind of can't get into that because it's spoilery, but we know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so let's just say for the sake of argument... That um, when Rainus got stabbed, she warmed, she warged into the cat. Okay. All right. So that's the, that's the meat and potatoes, and here's the here's the toppings. All right. So Rainus, give me the bacon. Give me the bacon. Rainus, who we know hates Lannisters because they fucking murdered her family, um, led Arya to Varys, which is as if the symbolism wasn't enough. Leads Arya straight to a fucking dragon skull, the symbol of Rainus's death. We know that Varys and Illyrio are planning a Targaryen restoration. Mm-hmm. Rhaenys, who likely sees herself in Arya as a young daughter of a powerful house in King's Landing, and wants to protect her and perhaps have her carry out her will. Rhaenys, more than anyone, would want to depose the Lannisters, so perhaps Rhaenys wants to live vicariously through Arya while literally living vicariously through her cat. Um, we see, we and we know, we know that Arya has. Uh, so we kind of see Rhaenys and Arya as parallel characters, and we see throughout Arya's arc that, besides being a wolf girl, she has a lot of cat imagery associated with her, in the same way that Rhaenys does. So, um, that's pretty much it. Um, I guess in the overall, like, rest of them, this one is okay. It's believable. Yeah, it, it's, it's a well, light like, one. Well, it's like, by the, by the time of the, the show's present, like... She would be long gone within the cat. That's true. Of how long term working would work. Yeah, it but was, at the yeah. same time, it's much like Ned working into a pigeon, where it could be even if it's a thing, it's functionally useless to the narrative, but it's fun to think about. Functionally right. useless. Yeah, yes. I mean, if you want to be an asshole about it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, it's, it's strangely believable. Yeah, no, no, I like it. I like yeah. that. 
I, I was I was like three quarters of the way through, like jotting down a couple of sentences about it, and then I was like, wait, I've literally fucking talked about this on the show before. <laughs> so then I had to go back through every episode and wa- listen to all of the endings and see which one <laughs> was the one where Eddie cut me off. That's dedication. Yeah. How could you do and that? It to happens yourself? in a it happens in a couple episodes, but <laughs> you know. Let's move on to questions. Yeah, let's do it. So, questions, if questions. you want to send us stuff, you can send it to uh, postgot at gmail.com or our Tumblr, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. This week's first question comes in from Tumblr user Lulu. Who's that? Yeah, that sounds, it sounds an awful lot like my girlfriend. Who? You have a girlfriend? I mean, your what? Your what? Oh, sorry, my GF, sorry. Ugh. I know that kids these days are, are all about shortening things uh-huh. because you know, live life to the fullest. <laughs> she says, I'm on the fourth book getting to read from Brienne's perspective. Recently at Comic-Con, Gwendolyn, the actress who plays Brienne later in many seasons, not season one, no spoilers, <laughs> talked about how it's so great to see complex female characters be in relationships with men without it being about sexuality, referring to her and Jamie. She's one of the only people on the show who has read the books. So anyway, do you think that there is any sexual tension between her and Jamie? I think there's something there, but she's right in saying it isn't based on something sexual. Man, I know where this question like came from because we were watching the season five Comic Con panel together, uh-huh. and I re- I really enjoyed the past ones. I have I've seen the only one I've seen was the one with like uh, Cal Drogo on it. Oh man, this season's was a shit show. <laughs> what uh-huh. happened? It was the first one. First of yeah, all, what happened? I didn't actually it was the it. first. It was the first one where D and D didn't show up because they didn't want to get fucking criticized nonstop. Mm-hmm. But it was just like you know, there none of the none of the heavy hitters were really there. I mean, like, well, Arya was there, Sansa was there, Theon, Varys, Samwell, uh, Davos, Melisandre, a couple people, yeah. and then like David Nutter, which great name, and you know, <laughs> so, and then they just. There were so many questions where they were people. The crowd was told explicitly, like, "Hey, we can't talk about season six. We don't know. We know as much as you do, so don't fucking ask us that. Like, don't waste your question." I can't. Like, I think the reason I don't watch these things is because I can't stand crowd questions. Oh man, it was the it was the dirt worst. Everyone was just like, "Hey, uh, where's Benjamin?" <laughs> oh sure, I'll tell you right now here. Like, and, uh... like. And, like, they were like, hey, Melisandre, uh, what are you doing next season? Wink, 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 wink. And she was like, I I literally do not know because we haven't gotten the scripts yet. <laughs> and then, like, people would be like, hey, Arya, I have a question for you. Uh, Valar Morghulis. Yeah. And she would say Valar Dohiris, and then they would go to the back of the line. <laughs> but, yeah. Why like, does everyone at a crowd event just, like, universally suck? There was one I went to once. And I was like, oh my, like, I was actually thinking about leaving before it because I didn't want to sit through terrible questions. But Jeff Gersman of Giant Bomb had a talk at, like, NYU or something. And I went to that. And every question was basically good. Nice. Like, no, it was like, hey, so uh, Windjammers? Oh. They were like, oh, like, tell me about this part of your career and this and that. And it was, like, interesting. Yeah. Which I would not expect it from, like, a Giant Bomb fan interaction thing yeah anyway and like the the saving grace of the panel is the wonderful Gwendolyn Christie who is Brienne mm-hmm. and as as you may or may not know she's you know read the books mm-hmm. she understands Brienne which is very sad <laughs> because she's way fucking different but um but yeah they would like 
yeah, Brienne was the only person who like had any insight on anything, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, well, because there's yeah, there's there's stuff that they get that they they, they said that they're bringing the um, that the Wandering Septon into the next season, didn't they? Yeah. So like Brienne conceivably has material still to cover. Oh, also, like, like she and Jamie else. could still go to the Riverlands and just do a also, piece of crow another stuff. thing next season that I saw was like in the locations they're shooting or something. There was this old castle in Spain or something that looks very similar to how the Tower of Joy is described. Yeah, there's no way that's not the Tower of Joy. Yeah. Like, I I saw the picture of the castle, I'm like, that's it. That's it's just it, a big, it. tall, like, kind of small castle on a, the edge of a hill. Like, that's the Tower of Joy. I think I dropped the, the link to that article in Brooks' inbox, or in the show inbox, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, 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 you did, you did, you did. Because mm. whenever I see anything about Game of Thrones now, I drop it in your guys' inbox. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like, I hope you guys talk about this on the podcast. What was the question? Nice. Oh, it was, uh, it was <laughs> on the nature, the nature of Brienne and Jamie's relationship. Yeah. And like, whether oh, yeah. it was, it's, well, I want to preface this first by saying that I, I don't like, sh- I don't ship anybody in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, first because I'm a 22 year old man or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, like, I, I like Sansa and Sondor independently, but, like, I don't want to see them fuck. I'm not into that. Mm. But like, and, like, like Arya and Gendry is cute, I guess. But, like, so I don't... Without being told, I my instinct wasn't to think about it on that term, on those terms. But, like, there's, there's definitely a distinct, like, sexual uh, connotation whenever Jaime is being described as, like, sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, when he, has, when he has the sword fight with Brienne, it's very, like quote-unquote sword fight erotic. Yeah. Didn't they, like, literally... It's, like, they, they filmed it like it was a sex scene, almost. Wasn't that yeah, literally it's... something that they said that they were trying to do with that scene? Like, Jamie felt like he was holding his floppy wet dick, and she was holding her vulva or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I don't, I don't know how that works. But... Yeah. But I, I, can't, I guess that's kind of... Kind of part of it also, though, is that it's not traditionally sexual. Like well, it's like not... they use the they use the energy and like almost like the, the the almost like the visual language of it when they're filming the kind of scenes, but it's like it seems more like a thing of mutual respect than anything else at that point. Yeah, yeah. like the closest thing you get to proper sexuality is when they're in the tub together. Mm-hmm. But like, and even then, it's not like a sexual scene. They're just she in just it. basically stands up and says, "Come on." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even then, Jamie's like, her titties are bad. <laughs> That's clearly someone else's ass. <laughs> yeah. She has Hank Hill butt. <laughs> Let's not bring Whoa! Hank Hill... <laughs> Let's, <not> bring... <laughs> Let's not bring Hank Hill back into the show. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there's... Because like, he has that dream about about Brienne that's like when, he's, when his head is on the weirwood. Mm-hmm. And it's like... So that there's... I don't know. It's it's hard to characterize because it's like an, it's a sort of affection, yeah. But it's it's not Jamie Brand. I'm gonna fuck that as it usually is. Yeah. And it's not Brienne Brand. I'm just gonna kind of blush and be demure and not know how to talk to boys about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah, no. I hope we get more scenes with them together next season. Yeah, I, I really like. like I feel like skipping the Feast for Crows stuff. We skipped a lot of really good dynamic that we could have there. Fucking love Feast for Crows. Naturally, Dorn was a goddamn waste of time in the show. And we're just hoping at this point that anything they cut out of the books for last season just somehow comes up again later in the show. Yeah. 
we we sure do put a lot of trust into these guys who are ter- clearly bad at their jobs now. Yeah. <laughs> and who clearly hate the source material that they're at at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And also women in general. Oh my god, like, next season there's, there's, like, the book might not even be out. Yeah. Oh. They have the only the most broad of strokes to work with. Which, like, I just remember, Brooks, you were saying in response to me posting the Howard Tower of Joy thing at you, it's just like, this has, like, a chance of them revealing, like, important plot things that are theories before yeah. the books actually have a chance to. Uh-huh. That makes and me like want to die. That makes you want to die. That was re- those were your exact words. <laughs> it's still true. Uh, next question is from Tumblr user Transgenderer, who asks, if you were to change one thing about A Song of Ice and Fire that is unrelated to Davos, what would it be? Like, of anything in the series? It's uh, one thing. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of an answer that's not a cop-out, because I don't want to be like, I would want the books to all be out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say just not have it based off of like medieval Europe or something. <laughs> just because that. So there could be bla- so there could be black people in so, it. So yeah, there could be like brown people. But we, we've all. heard of the Summer Islands like twice. But, but like the reason I say it is because it's always an argument. Like, oh, there were no black people back then. Like this place doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. that's why, even from George, there's always the realism argument, especially when it comes to, like, sexual violence and stuff. Like you made it and up! Like, there are giant ice monsters and merlings and shit. Like, right. you can... Yeah, you can have people made out of ice who live for thousands of years, but someone who looks like my dad can't be in it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. Except Serio Pharrell looks totally like my dad. Yes! It's actually, like... <laughs> my dad did have an afro back in, like, the 70s. Same with my dad. So, hey. My dad had a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Brooks, you Wait sure are light. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All bashful. Aw, <laughs> oh, shucks, I sure am white. I mean, how else can you approach it? Yeah. No, no other way to do it. If you're anything other than bashful, then you're yeah. in territory. <laughs> White bashfulness All is right. about as far as you can push it. Uh, do we have anything else for this question? God, no, I don't have an actual answer. I really yeah. don't. Um, um, I kind of... I, I know as soon as this episode's over, I'm going to think like 50 things. Mm. But yeah. like when I am reading the books, there are sections when I kind of zone out and I'm like, I, this isn't really important. And it's right. usually just, it's like, descriptions food, of beast halls. Food part that, yeah. A feast for crows opening with an existing point-of-view character, like, after the prologue, would have been nice. Because you you're kind you of don't this, love Pete? You're thrown completely into deep water in that book. For, yeah. like, a hundred, over a hundred pages. Yeah, because then it goes right to Aaron Greyjoy. Exactly. And then Ario Hota, yeah. It's, like, a bunch of fucking new people. <laughs> Which, like, I, I, that, that, that's one thing I would change, actually. Um, I would reduce the, the breadth of that book. Like, there's a lot of good shit in that book with characters we already know. Yeah. I mean, it's you, my favorite you, book, but I also, I agree. Same, same. Like, I really do like the book. And, like, I, I so hate much. when, like, for the most part, when people say, cut down a feast for crows, they're like, cut out most of Brienne's shit, and like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love Brienne's chapter. Like, that's the one thing I would say people you can't. People want to cut down Cersei's chapters. I'm like, no. No, it's no. <laughs> fucking everything great. about Cersei's chapter. Weird, weird that Brienne and Cersei. Yeah, wow. It's why cool. would you choose those? Strange. And Arianne, that's the other one I always hear. 
Oh my god, I fucking love Ariane. Exactly, and she's, rest in peace, that character, and Dorn, and the Martells in general. Don't worry, not a spoiler, folks at home. Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Duran only has one son. (laughs) My god, and like, getting getting Alexander Sadiq for the role, and then having him do fuck nothing with it. Mm -hmm. Oh Oh my god, don't get me fucking started. I I had so many photo sets queued up to reblog about his beautiful face being Duran. And and then Then, the bad times. And the bad pussy. The bad pussy. (laughs) I I wanted so badly to get out of this topic because I knew someone was gonna say it. It always ends in bad pussy. It's It always does. Next question comes from friend of the show, Cheese Art, who asks, "If you're, if what would your animal friends be if you were wargs?" What would I, um, probably my lizard? I uh, probably be. What would I warg into, Kim? A turtle. A turtle. Probably a turtle. What would you warg into? We're both going with reptiles. Brooks, are you gonna go uh, with a reptile? Majestic huh. or a koala bear. Kim would warg into a majestic horse or a koala bear. Um. My first instinct is Stingray. Okay. Because I really like their faces. <laughs> yeah, they just have their tiny faces on the bottom there. It's great. It looks like it looks like when God was was doing the blueprints, he was just kind of like his hand he was doodled a smiley face So he just like doodle a literal smiley face, and he was like, print this. <laughs> and it's great. I want, I, a 3D, it. I want to 3D print a Stingray and then inhabit it. <laughs> Um, also, uh, hedgehogs are cool. Big fan of hedgehogs. Don't you have one? I do. He's about ten feet away from me, and he's sleeping because they're nocturnal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you learn a lot about them. I'm they so them like, I saw that one post where it's just babysitting this piece of shit, and it's, who, who taught that hedgehog <laughs> to type? Yeah, Milo's most famous post. <laughs> yep, it's a good one. So, that was the last question. Uh, yeah, well, if you want to send yeah. us anything, I, di- I didn't ask any of this week. Because yeah, <laughs> that's, un- that's so unlike me. <laughs> uh, you can send them to postgot at gmail dot com or postgameofthrones dot tumblr dot com. And uh, yeah, that's it. I got stuck in that voice. All right. Well, yeah, right. ending it. See ya. Goodbye. This is, reason- this is a reasonable length episode. Yeah. All right. Keep on shooting. Yeah, I-, I wanted to just you know. It's just a chore at this point. I just had to get it out of the way. <laughs> this, this entire podcast in general is just a fucking drag. <laughs> so now it is time for the end of the show. This is where we say our links and stuff. Our what? We, we have to plug the show? We have to like... I guess. Oh, What's that? Plug ourselves? What? I'm pretty sure everyone's still asking who the fuck I am. Oh, who are you? I'm Matt. I'm Tumblr user Tramampoline, frequent asker of questions on this podcast. I'm also available on Twitter, at MattGCN, which is who I am everywhere. Yeah. Hmm. Are you you within arm distance of a GameCube? I am unfortunately not right now. Oh, wow. Although I have a GameCube theme on my 3DS right now. Because I figured, I figured out how to add custom themes. Nice. This is what the folks listen for. It's good shit. You can yeah, find me at uh, Brock Tringle on Tumblr and Twitter. Um, you can find me at Brooks as a noun on Twitter or 
tramampoline.tumblr.com backslash tagged backslash I hate Brooks. There you go. True. Hey, leave us reviews. Leave us good reviews that you like us. Yeah, if you if if we don't get some more fivers coming right down the pipe, we're going to start podcasting out some viruses. At this point, I'm not even going to say it's so like, oh, it'll help us and make us more visible. I just want it for me. HBO will stop. HBO will stop paying you guys. Shit, don't. HBO yeah. will stop paying you. Shut, shut the. F- don't. HBO. <laughs> Why would HBO pay us to talk shit about their show? Wouldn't it be funny though? It's like reverse. I'm pretty sure HBO HBO has so much money that their like threshold of monetary shit posting is a lot it's higher like than post post modernist advertising. It's post 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 Game of Thrones. Because like yeah, my personal. Oh, we're done. Goodbye. <laughs>